You're listening to Hands-On Security, Hunter's Hands-On Security Podcast. Cybersecurity, up close and practical. Hey everyone, I'm Dvir Sayag and welcome to Hands-On Security Podcast, Episode 6. This podcast is for everyone who wants practical cybersecurity conversations and not just high level. This episode will be focusing on research and specifically on a breach in the Windows Hello system and how to protect yourself from it. Today I'm hosting uh, Omer Tzafati, a dear friend of mine. Omer works as a researcher at CyberArk and is the one who actually conducted the research and uh, presented it at Black Hat. Hey, Homer. Nice to have you here. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm great. Uh, it's a great day. Um, can you please tell us about yourself uh, for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Omer Tofati and um, I'm work as a security researcher at CyberArk Labs for the past two years. I'm uh, doing security research for the past seven years and maybe a bit more. Um, yeah, so uh, I talked at some big conferences like Sector and Black Hat, as Fear mentioned, uh, presenting some of the research that I done uh, about uh, various of things. Um, so, and you can read all about it in the CyberArk Threat Research blog. Um, and basically in my day-to-day job, I'm aiming to keep the world safer by finding uh, vulnerabilities and uh, contacting the vendors. Uh, we found the vulnerabilities in uh, their systems, in a kind of a coordinated disclosure. Um, and uh, this is actually what uh, Cyberac uh, does. And uh, in Cyberac Labs, we are trying to do it uh, even yeah. more. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. So let's let's start from the basics. How did you get into the research world? Like what got you into it? I think that me and Omer go way back. So I think I was actually there when you discovered the research world, but uh, tell our audience. It all started back when we we were uh, 14, I guess. So I was kind of a very curious kid, or better say a teenager. And I was really into the world of programming, especially web programming. Mm-hmm. So back then, uh, um, I started to write, uh, to write the first web system or kind of custom CMS in PHP uh, for the backend. And uh, for the f- front end, it was mainly uh, vanilla JavaScript. And I'm really remembering myself finishing the project. And mm-hmm. I was really happy about that because it was the first big project that I kind of made. Um, by yourself. Yeah, made by, by myself, developed fully. And I was really happy. And I'm... I'm and up to the point that I read about web vulnerabilities. So at this kind of point, I really realized that the system that I worked like weeks on it and months is really, really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of vulnerable to every type of web vulnerability, like the top 10 web vulnerabilities, all of those were kind of um, inside my, my system. So it could be exploited really easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that, I'm trying to, I try to get into this um, security research world and uh, try to mitigate vulnerabilities and find vulnerabilities in, uh, in other systems. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's crazy that you actually got into research because that you found vulnerabilities in your own system, like... Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, but what guided you at the beginning? Like, you started, you understood that you have some vulnerabilities. So what now, what did you do? So um, I tried to 
to understand first of all what what kind of what types of vulnerabilities are there i mean it's not that um simple sometimes to understand all all the um, security threats um that exists in in the world mm-hmm. and um you're really trying to to figure figure out and it was i mean i tried to read a lot of articles and a lot of uh, information that existed back then and um this was actually guided me at the very beginning and from there you actually um start kind of develop your own tools your own um methods to to find uh, vulnerabilities mm-hmm. so it was really really interesting and and i can tell you that nowadays um when i'm starting a, um kind of a research in in work or when i'm i'm really bored at home <laughs> um, so you actually research at home as well yeah yeah too much yeah. <laughs> when i get spare time and i have nothing to do um, i'm i'm what? i'm looking at like some stuff in my computer and uh, maybe maybe the router at home uh, what was the weirdest space. thing that you researched um um that that's a good question um i think it was smir- a smart uh, bulb that i have in home um smart what bulb so yeah <laughs> i think it was the weirdest <laughs> did you uh, find any vulnerabilities um no but uh i found some really weird chinese servers that um communicating with my i mean but with my bulb <laughs> okay so this is for another episode i think yeah <laughs> um okay so let's get back to what you said i mean what do you aim before you pick a research target like if we talk nowadays and not when you were 13 mm-hmm. yeah so basically i'm trying i'm trying to to aim um for i would say holy grail i'm, I'm really looking for the best um thing that i can find in the system um so it where i'm kind of starting it from looking at the, the vectors that i can kind of um attack the system in those vectors uh, what what does them what are the inputs that i can give to the system and stuff like this and i'm really trying to understand the product or the system just like the developer of this system knows it um but if we talk like nowadays at your work uh, mm-hmm. how do you pick the targets themselves before you start like do you go to the easiest uh, target that you think that you will find or like the hardest one um so so it really depends so sometimes we are going for the most um advanced and uh, the most secure vendors or systems mm-hmm. and sometimes we we are uh, just trying to understand uh, what will suit the best for the purpose of the research um so yeah it really depends um and i i can tell you that if i can give you one tip of how to to do good research so some of my my researchers uh, back back in the past uh, in the past three years something like this were around protocols and uh, protocol in- implementations so if you're going f- for something like this you should read the rfc so the rfc is kind of a fully documented the specification yeah. for the protocol itself and uh, it really gives you some clues what you should look at because there is some uh, ambiguous things in the rfc which might some uh, developers might not understand it clearly or or um, there is some um, interpretations that can mm-hmm. gather so that the developers can do some weird stuff uh, while can they... you maybe give an example 
of um, that or something like that so i have nothing just like um to, to give you right here but um just look at uh some write-ups you'll find um, okay a lot so yeah look at the rfc yeah so. um you will give an example uh, we will talk about the windows hello research in a couple of minutes mm-hmm. um but before that um i'm interested is there anything in common for uh like different systems like do you go for the specific thing as you said like protocols but like are there any weak points that you discover like with your experience that there will be weak points in every system um so um well there are there are vulnerabilities that exist uh exist in in multiple systems i mean uh, look like uh cross-site scripting there are a lot of web uh, websites that actually vulnerable to xss and, um, and there were much more um, in uh, the past few years nowadays it's more hard to find but there still exist so we can look for kind of common patterns but um it really depends so if you are going for the big vendors you might mm-hmm. find i mean like uh, let's say um Um, you might find some patterns vulnerabilities that exist in uh, some products that the vendors uh, vendor have okay so you have like a, like a to-do list when you start uh, researching a, a target and then you go like I will do step one step two and then you continue so basically you are trying to to do the, um, the simple things like uh, if you're looking for uh, let's say in, in web vulnerabilities you will look for SQL injection and access and all those stuff uh, just right in the, the few few hours from the beginning and then you will go uh, deeper to understand the system better and try to figure out what will be more complex and um, mm-hmm. there may be like in the APIs or something like this maybe there there will be the vulnerabilities um, So yeah, this is actually what uh, you should do, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, um, and when you're talking about more low level stuff, um, so yeah, you can go for buffer overflow and, uh, and stuff like this, um, trying to understand what the inputs uh, are and just um, send it to, to the program or the server or whatever. So it might be over in a couple of weeks uh, if you find an XSS or like a SQL injection for this example, or it might take years. So you can actually find vulnerabilities in seconds, month, years. It, it really depends. So yeah, we, we, I, I, can't, I, I can't really give you amount of time that takes you to, to find a vulnerability. But um, yeah. so <laughs> how much time did the Windows Hello research took? Oh, all right. So um, this one was kind of long. Um, it took from end to end, from the beginning to the end of the research, it took like eight months. Like yeah yeah it was a lot it's a lot of time yeah yeah uh, but we we did a lot of research there so we try to understand understand the system really really well did you work on it alone or was like a team of researchers um so mainly um, so I mainly worked on this alone but there was a lot of help that I got from um, from teammates like um, uh, from any mod Stoller he really helped me he's also uh, working for cyberarc And um, yeah, so he helped me along, along the research and some uh, low-level stuff, embedded stuff that I needed some help there. Um, yeah. Okay, so we are going around the bush. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Windows Hello. Uh, what is Windows Hello for the beginning? And then uh, like, you can start explaining the research. Mm-hmm. So um, Windows Hello, it's um, 
kind of uh, possible, the biggest possible solution out there. I think um, it's it, it belongs to Microsoft, of course, uh, and it really kind of uh, give you really um, um, good mm-hmm. experience logging into your system without giving any passwords. You can log in by uh, fingerprint or or face or by face recognition and stuff like this, um, which is really really cool. I mean, it's the future of uh, passwords. I actually watched the video that introduces uh, Windows Hello uh, by Microsoft and they were really talking about privacy and security uh, issues that might pop up. Uh, We are obviously talking about the security issue now. Mm -hmm. Um, But what do you think about the privacy kind of like the privacy side of that? Um, Regarding privacy, if if you are trying to uh, do to I will, I will say maximize your privacy don't have a computer then <laughs> i mean yeah don't have a computer yeah don't go online don't have a computer yeah that's a nice advice Tom. yeah Thank sure you. uh but it, it really it really depends so um let's say if you have a google account then google knows things about you if you have a microsoft account or, or windows or something like this so microsoft knows things about you their telemetry their stuff so you can't really go um i'll say yeah um um underground and uh, nobody will notice you so um i mean if you're really concerned about your privacy don't use the yeah don't use internet at all it it's not really uh, yeah. a thing i mean you, you can't really do that nowadays yeah i agree with you you can't really have privacy um but let's talk about the like the more uh, urgent problem the security issue uh, what was the weakest point uh, in the windows hello system what were you looking for so um before talking about the uh, weakest point, um, I, I want to talk about why we actually decided to do um, research on uh, Windows Low. So um, basically, uh, in Cyber Labs, um, we we wanted to do research on a passwordless solution um, because it's an urgent um, technology and really interesting one. Yeah, um, so it's like it will get the most attraction and most of the people like use it nowadays. Um, yeah, so it, it depends. So it's not about what most of the people use. It's more about what most of the people will use because it's like very new and we, we are trying to find vulnerabilities before it goes too public. Yeah. Too, too I mean, uh, before the vulnerabilities that um, we might actually found uh, find um, will be really really dangerous. Yeah, you predict the f- you try to predict the future. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, so basically, at the very beginning of the research uh, around Windows Hello, uh, we we had a lot of uh, research vectors um, to dig in, but as time passed, um, we thought that the the best place to do research on will be around the facial recognition mechanism. No, I was. I was thinking about it, like, but it sounds uh, the most uh, like vulnerable uh, part of it. But why specific this part? So um, yeah, um, we um, I actually draw uh, a graph representing all the parts in the Windows Low ecosystem, and I really looked at this very deeply and closely, trying to to understand it very good. So at this point, we, we didn't have any kind of code execution um, on the system. So we, we were targeting uh, a system that um, from from the outside, I'll say, uh, we don't have anything on the computer. We are like... Um, what do you mean from the outside? Um, from like, we, we, we were external um, uh, kind of uh, threat actors, uh, I will say. We, we try to understand what are that kind of uh, research director that are um, 
relevant for for the research because we didn't have anything on the computer we we didn't run any code on the machine um so uh, we looked at the all external inputs that we can give to to the system what like a like a device you mean yeah yeah so we we looked at those uh, areas because um we we wanted to to not take any uh, assumptions on on the system yeah um so basically uh, the graph that i draw uh, showed one very uh, specific thing that the only place we can target is the biometric data that uh, sent to the windows low uh, analysis system from the external devices so external devices can be uh, either um fingerprint reader or a camera uh, that uh, records the, mm-hmm. the person yeah so stuff like this mm-hmm. yeah so the, the data comes from the camera it's sent from the camera to the uh, to the uh, personal computer so the pc um and um so at this point we we wanted to target the the uh, external devices so our options were as follows so either to run code on the camera which can actually lead to another not that small research or to replace the camera enti- entirely with a custom camera that we will make so take a guess what we did um i'm guessing that you chose the second option well <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah Uh, so we t- we took the second option, of course. But uh, you think that this is something that like attackers might think of alone? Um, well, we, we when we are doing uh, security research, we are actually trying to. I, I wouldn't say uh, mimic the, the 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 attackers, but because we are like the good guys, <laughs> we're yeah. trying to to find vulnerabilities and then uh, mitigate it with the vendors. We are finding it and doing good stuff with yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but. It's like we, we are trying to to think from the perspective of a malicious actor from uh, uh, from an from an attacker so um, yeah so it might be something that attacker a uh, well motivated attacker will do yeah okay um, so at this point we we when we decided to to implement a full blow and a custom camera uh, we started the journey into use being UVC um, So in order to fully understand uh, the protocols and uh, we, we actually Im- implemented a fully custom USB camera that is compatible with Windows Low. So this thing alone uh, took, uh, took like a few months uh, of uh, trial and error, but eventually uh, we made it. And uh, uh, at this point, uh, when we actually had a full-blown uh, custom USB device uh, that we fully control, we were uh, good to go. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a, a real project like, yeah yeah uh, it, it was very intensive yeah uh, um, it was like day and night this kind of um work. well we, we we didn't actually have a very uh, strict deadline uh, for the project but I mean when you're doing something that you really love and really interested in so you will work then yeah like yeah so what was the missing point like you have this USB camera uh, what was missing for you? Um, so yeah, so we have the camera, but we didn't have the data. The data is, was actually missing. So when I'm saying the data, I mean the biometric, biometric data of the person that we are actually trying to connect to his computer. Um, and in order to get this data, um, there are really s- the several ways to, to get this. Um, but one thing that I'm trying to understand, Omer, 
uh, is like when when will I use this vulnerability so it sounds like I need a physical uh, way to get to the computer I need to have it in my hand you do need a physical interaction with the computer but um, there, there are very uh, there are a lot of scenarios that uh, the, um, the physical interaction will suit um, the, the the purpose of uh, the evil uh, evil actor uh, of the threat actor so let's say if you left your computer uh, locked with the password in your hotel room um, let's say even in the safe in your hotel room yeah but uh, there is a kind of evil maid which got into your your room because she uh, she or he got a room key for your room and they will open the safe because they know they knows how to, they know how to do that yeah and um, at this point there will be kind of plugged because your computer is protected by a password mm-hmm. uh, so yeah this kind of vulnerability will bypass the the password and and this vulnerability specifically if your uh, organization actually impl- um, de- uh, deployed Windows allow for business will also give the attacker access to the uh, office 365 or Microsoft 365 um, uh, assets so this is gonna be a really big problem for your company because mm-hmm. if you are uh, I would say um, kind of um, I, I, I have a lot of privileges uh, and um, you're a privileged user that's gonna be a mess yeah if you are an admin, yeah <laughs> in I, any kind of way yeah or, or having access to um, um, kind of uh, confidential uh, confidential uh, information yeah docs yeah yeah this it sounds like a like spy movie stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> espionage. Um, espionage yeah, yeah. Um, um, what about the technical details <laughs> so yeah um, actually um, after you, you implemented the, the Windows low uh, camera uh, at this point uh, the only thing that uh, we were missing was data so the so-called biometric data of the person who was trying to connect to his PC um, so there are actually uh, a lot of ways to as I told you before there are a lot of ways to get this data and uh, we found out that the easiest way to do so is Is by capturing the person and we're targeting with an infrared camera and copy the data into the custom USB device that we created how do you get this like infrared uh... oh, that, that's a good question uh, so I didn't plan it I swear <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you, you can actually uh, mount a, a small infrared device in I, I will say um, in the elevators of the company and Uh, that you are trying to bridge into which the person is actually walking for this company and you will get a lot of infrared good infrared footages of uh, wow. of yeah of the employees um, so yeah um, actually after you copy all this data to the device you need now only to connect the device to the computer and uh, let the magic begin <laughs> okay so if I summarize uh, what you just said about the vulnerability mm-hmm. um, it's basically it If you have any physical way to get the computer uh, and you build this device you can bypass Windows low system with like some uh, infrared uh, uh, information that you achieved before exactly which can be very powerful uh, <laughs> yeah. for an attacker to have and um, so any mitigations that uh, people can do to prevent themselves from being infected from this attack and Yeah, so we, we actually walked alongside uh, Microsoft and MSLC uh, to mitigate this vulnerability in a coordinated responsible disclosure process. Uh, 
Um, so Microsoft assigned a CVE number, uh, CVE uh, 2021-34466 to this vulnerability. Yeah, you and, don't need to remember yeah. it. You can just go to the blog. <laughs> yeah, so um, Microsoft actually pushed um, the patch in uh, one of uh, July updates, uh, which included two mitigations to the vulnerability in uh, Windows Low. That's amazing to hear. We recommend uh, to Yeah, install patch. updates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so do you have any more specific details that you want to say about uh, the mitigation? So the mitigations are really cool. Um, so the first one is uh, Microsoft actually kind of created an um, kind of allow list, mm-hmm. which contains uh, camera devices that are compatible with Windows Hello and permitted to work with Windows Hello. So this list is actually updated every time a user in the system uh, uh, does a login to the system and um, so it actually captures all the connected USB cameras that are relevant for Windows Hello and uh, get those into the list. And uh, the second mitigation um, is actually an optional mitigation, so it's not enabled by default. Mm-hmm. It blocks external cameras from communicating with uh, Windows Hello entirely, um, so it really depends on uh, on your setup if you want to um, enable this uh, mitigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the mitigation, by the way, are documented in MSLC and Microsoft website, so you can you should uh, check those out. Yeah, uh, we totally recommend you to check this out. And uh, you can also uh, check Omer out in the in this Twitter account. Or do you <laughs> want to tell us what's your Twitter account? Yeah, I can. Um, it's just uh, Omer uh, Tesalfati. Um, this is the, the tag. Um, yeah, and you can also look at um, at Cyberarch uh, Threat Research Blog, and um, yeah, we you sh- you can read a lot of interesting yeah. stuff there. Uh, Omer, thank you so much uh, for coming here, and thank you for uh, sharing your knowledge. Sure, thank you for having me, and thank you everyone for listening. This was Hunter's Hands On Security Podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Uh, stay tuned for next month's episode. Thank you. This was Hands-On Security. Everything you need to know about cybersecurity. Of close and practical. Ufak al yedei. Pika.co.il. Nifshelet podcast israelit.